You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're as cold as ice. You're willing to sacrifice our love. All right, everyone, it's time for the next episode of the Ice Cold Takes podcast. Today, we'll talk about the Rangers' playoff chances as of now, along with the Canucks' COVID situation and Robin Lehner's comments about mental health the other day. So we'll start with the Rangers' playoff chances. So, you know, last week, they played four straight against the Devils, and they won all four of them. The last two were looked like they were going to stomp them, but then the Devils ended up making it close and gave us fans a heart attack. and then. The other day, the other night, Tuesday night against the Islanders, we got stomped. We lost six to one, and uh, we lost Truba in the process. He's day to day, and as of recording this, this is Thursday. Zach Jones has been confirmed to be making his NHL debut tonight against the Flyers. So, um, you know, I think with the Rangers, they it's time to play the kids even more, especially at this point in the season. Realistically, I don't think they make the playoffs. I've said this on the, the, the post-game reactions. But what are your thoughts, Kyriakos? What do you think? Yeah, I thought they would always be on that cut. Like, in the beginning of the season, I thought, like, maybe we had a chance. We'll be on, like, I always thought we were going to be either third or fourth in the division. Um, if we were to make it. And then, obviously, like, fifth or sixth if we weren't. So, I always thought we were going to be on the cusp there. I think it could have could have go either way. Um, but at this point, I think just of the, uh, the games that we've lost so far, um, I just don't think there's a chance, but, uh, I mean, you never know, like, I guess you you still have to put your best foot forward, but at the same time, I think that they need to be realistic that they're not going to make it, but you can't have the attitude, right? I say it all the time. You got to always have the attitude that you're going to make the playoffs. You're going to play your best. Um, because when you start, there's nothing to play for at that point. If you're not going to make the, if you know, you're not going to make the playoffs, if everyone has that in their head, like the season's done for, like, it's just not a good atmosphere to be around. So I think, um, in the locker room, they still should be, still should be, uh, like shooting for that goal and making the playoffs. But if it doesn't happen, not the end of the world, right? like one of the youngest teams in the NHL right now, we're all doing fine. Our players are developing pretty well. Um, everything seems to be going in the right direction. Right. And that's all we can ask for this season. We just need things to move in the correct direction. And I think we're doing that. And I think in years to come, we're obviously going to have higher expectations with our players getting a little bit older, uh, Panarin getting a little bit older, Zibanejad getting a little bit older. Um, you're, you don't want that window to close on you too fast. So um, we have a lot, a lot of time now. So just take advantage of every single game you can um, put your best foot forward. And I think going forward, it'll be really, really solid. But this year, I mean, I said it from the beginning, I was never really um, too afraid of like making the playoffs or not making the playoffs. I think this year we, we had, a, we had an, 
an objective in mind to make the playoffs, I think, as a team. And I think that's a good objective to have. Um, but, you know, it, it's fine that we don't. Uh, like, I don't, I don't think it's the end of the world. And I think we've had pretty good strides this season. Obviously, you see teams like um, the Islanders come in the other night and whoop us. But to be honest with you, I think they had a couple early bounces that went their way. And then after that, um, the Rangers came back a little bit. We had a big push there um, in the second and third period. But, you know, things didn't go our way. Um, but, you know, it's okay. You learn from those games. And uh, I think it's good playing teams like that. And, uh, yeah. Everything's better when you're winning. And I'm sure you know that from, from you know, being on the Stevens hockey team. You and the boys, you know, you probably, probably are much more happy and – you know, able to be around each other after a win rather than after a loss. Um, and I guess the same thing should apply for the Rangers with this young squad. You should try and you should definitely try and win as many games as possible. Like you said, we shouldn't try and lose as many to get a better draft position because we know that we're not going to make the playoffs. Definitely try and win every game. I really don't care about where our draft pick ends up, the first rounder. Definitely hold on to it. I wouldn't trade it because more depth for the for the pipeline. You never know with the guy that comes in, in this draft. I don't expect the guy that they draft, you know, 15th overall to be ready next year. I expect him to be ready like two, three, maybe four years down the line. So that would, that would be nice to have in case something with one of our forwards or defensemen uh, goes wrong. They, they hit a, a, a dip in their development. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think they should try and win as many games as possible. As a fan, we take it on a game by game basis and we'll react after everything. That's why we get so pissed off after losses and why we're so happy after a win. But looking at the season as a whole, it's not the worst season ever. We, we did have our chances to win games. We did blow a lot of them. Yes, it's true. But we're also playing against some of the best teams in the league. So to expect the playoffs is a bit too much in my opinion i just want them to win against the game against the teams that they know they should beat so like buffalo right and then of course the devils uh everyone else just win the games that that you know you should be winning right is what i'm saying capitals you could beat them they are at the top of the, the division but they're a beatable team the flyers the flyers you have to beat the flyers honestly i just want to see them beat beat those teams and, and that's it. That's all you have to do for me, for, for me to be satisfied for the rest of the season. It's pretty funny. I remember we had Vince Mercagliano on, like, I think right before the beginning of the season. And he came out with his, like, um, preseason rankings, like, in terms of, uh, like, how, how he'll see the this season panning out and what teams are going to make the playoffs what teams aren't. And he had the Rangers out of the playoffs by one point. And that's looking – more real more real by the day <laughs> right yeah it's it's that close i i the, the bruins still have two games in hand and they'll have that until after the rangers play them twice to close out their season they'll have two more games after that two game set against boss uh against us well yeah you're completely right when you say everything's better when you're winning and i've preached this multiple times it's just it, it's so it's 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 crazy how one game can turn around the whole atmosphere of a locker room like we've been, I've been on some notoriously bad teams in my career as a hockey player. Um, I played on the, the Connecticut Junior Rangers. We were ranked like 50th in the country when I played for them. And we would be playing teams like in the top five. 
and these guys would come in and like all guys like signed right now, like, like guys like Shane Pinto, who just played his first NHL game. Like we were playing against some like pretty heavy talent. And it, there's at that point, like there's nothing you could do and, and, and guys go out on the ice and it's just like, oh crap, here we go again. Like, all right, let's get batted again. And then, and then you, you see some glimpses like, oh wait, maybe we could do this. You, you get a couple wins and dude, the whole atmosphere turns around. And then it gives you the confidence you need to keep going forward. And it helps so much. Uh, it feels so good when you win games. I'm telling you right now, like everyone's happy. You're playing your victory songs. We used to play this one Russian Russian song because we had this little Russian kid on our team. We would play this Kailinka. I think that's what it's called. We would play it after every win. It was so much fun. Like it, it's, it's, it's awesome. Um, so I, I hope that, there's a lot of that going along in the Rangers locker room. Obviously, you're gonna have your bad losses, um, but they le- they seem to be be learning from them and they seem to be moving in the right direction. So I'm not too worried about where this team's going. Um, uh, Shesterkin gave up six goals the other night. Looked like he was on suicide watch. Um, but uh, I mean, I've, everyone has off games. He looked really pissed. I'm looking for a big bounce back game from him. Um, and this this Flyers team is one you could batter on. I mean, we scored nine goals against them once. I think I'm not expecting that, but I know that we are the much better team, um, and we should come out with the W. So I think it'll be an exciting night. Um, and if not, <laughs> so be it. I don't know. Yeah, it, <laughs> we'll we'll be disappointed as as per usual when we we lose a game that we should win, obviously, but. Moving on from that, we have, you know, we keep saying that a winning atmosphere is definitely better than a losing environment. And it's certainly better than having no environment whatsoever. And what I mean is that the Vancouver Canucks have no environment at all because they're not playing games, right? They're, they have, they've been off for two weeks. So imagine, imagine we're having a conversation about, you know, winning versus losing. How about a conversation of not playing at all for weeks, right? Like JT Miller went on the record and said he was very brave in his, in his, his interview. I don't know if you watched that, but I I watched it. It was like 16 minutes and he was, you know, he said he felt not safe. He doesn't feel ready at all to play because it's been like three, four weeks and he hasn't done anything. He's had to be away from the ice. He himself hasn't had COVID, but his teammates have the majority of his team has had COVID and whether they're vaccinated or not is unknown. We don't know that, but it doesn't matter. It's the fact that they have it is what scares him. And he has to, you know, skate on his own. So he's separated from everybody else basically. And I mean, I can't imagine what it's like playing like that. So not only were they off for like two, three weeks, they had like one practice as a team to prepare before playing against the Leafs. I think they won. <laughs> Yo, they won. He got two assists too. <laughs> yeah. JT I mean, Miller, man, we shouldn't have given up on him. That's 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 my biggest regret of the rebuild, giving up on Miller. I don't I under- think we gave up on him. I think, dude, when we had him, I thought he was the glue to our, our squad. He was he was yeah, and- leaps and bounds, like our, our best center. I think he was an amazing um glue guy for the squad he did everything 
And uh, I think it was just they just wanted a, a, a clean slate. So they just got rid of everyone. They, yeah, I don't think they needed to, though. I think that's one player they could have held on because he was young. I think if you kept him on this team, now he'd fit in with Zivanejad and Buchnevich and Kreider. It would, it would be good. Um, but whether we would have gotten Strom, I don't know. But that's besides the point. The point we're trying to make here is, like, is it safe for players to play, for the Canucks to play? Um, even if they're, even if they have been vaccinated. I mean, I mean, look, you have to like, look, okay, let's take Zabenajad, for example, he got COVID before the season started. Presumably he, all of his symptoms were, have gone away when the season started, right? Like, that's what he said. Like when the season started, I think he missed a couple days of training camp maybe. And then, um, once the season started, he was good to go, right? Like, that's what he said. All my symptoms are away. Um, I'm ready to play, but you saw like he probably wasn't. And even though he didn't have symptoms, there were probably some lingering factors in terms of conditioning um, and, and just getting your feet back after an an extremely long pause um, definitely affected him. And you saw that. Um, So I think that there's definitely, there definitely needs to be more emphasis put on the player's safety and health because um, it, I understand the NHL is a business, right? They want to be making money. And the way they make money is by having their players go out there and play. But at some point, you have to understand that if, if you want longevity, if you want the game to be around, you can't have these players going and banging around their body when they're not safe to come out and play. And if these guys aren't ready to play and they haven't played in three weeks, they're going to get hurt. And then once once half the team gets hurt because they weren't ready to get out there, what are you going to do then? Like it, it, they just need to, I don't think that anyone knows how to go about this situation. And I think that it's, it's tough on both sides because you obviously understand the NHL last season definitely lost a crap ton of money. They're definitely losing a crap ton of money this year. So it, it, I don't know. Something's got to give, like, I, I think they definitely need to come to a, a conclusion with their players and the NHLPA has got to work together with the NHL. Um, but honestly, I don't, I don't, I really don't see anything changing to be honest with you. Like what they give the Canucks a couple day, couple more days off, they postponed one game for them and then they were back on and now they have like four straight games against Winnipeg. So like, I, I don't know. Um, they definitely need to um, work on that because these players definitely need um to be safer when they get out there. But um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think? I wouldn't be surprised if Vancouver comes out and wins all four of those games in a row because hockey players are not one to be victimized. They're not, they're not guys that are just going to be like, Oh, uh, we've been, we haven't practiced. How are we supposed to do this? They're guys that the hockey players are stereotypically. Yeah. Let's just do this. Let's do this. We're fine. We're fine. We're going to do this and it's going to be all right. Even if it's not the the that kind of attitude, uh, is you know it's important. But the difference here is that Miller is saying he doesn't feel safe to play. Um, he's a great player. I think I think he'll be fine regardless. But you know the mental health aspect of it is a lot of thing is is you know something that they haven't really even considered. Uh, I don't think a lot of people have, and myself included. I just re- I just read this thing that you know Canada made it even stricter. They made their COVID restrictions stricter, 
about you know outdoor activities you're not able to do pretty much anything outdoors in, in Canada so there was a thing Darren Drager was like responding to some uh like a thread or something like a quoted tweet about you know the fact that golf is being restricted that's one of the things that they do to you know get out of the house to it's like a mental health thing to clear their head and Haley Wickenheiser I think she's a she was a great hockey player but she's also like a doctor and she knows what she's talking about she was saying like you know the mental health aspect is important people need to be getting outside getting their exercise and stuff and and that's true I I think I think it's it's taken a toll just being locked inside your house for months on end is is a lot even as college guys college kids college students we've never really done this before we've no we haven't done this before and it's it's new to us and we don't like it when we wish things were better but I guess that's just the way the world works now yeah it's it's so first let me let me talk about like okay we're both in college right when did we got shut down last March ever since then like it's been just constant work on your computer stuck in your house and it's taken a toll on me I know for sure I don't feel like I'm doing nearly enough schoolwork um, I'm always like procrastinating my work, which I never did. I was always a, a, a great student. I always like never minded doing my homework, never minded studying for tests and stuff like that. But now it's just like a, a, a drag for me and I hate it. And whether that's because I'm always in my house and just like not being able to go out with friends and see people and play hockey even like I, I can't even do anything. And I had my, my MCAT actually, uh, scheduled in may and i just couldn't like bring myself to study for it like it's it it's just like little things and then and then these past couple weeks i I joined the men's league and i've been playing at 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 this men's league out in port washington and you know after i would come back from games like our games would be at like midnight and i would come back like really late but i would have this sort of like energy to me like oh like i want to do this work now like i want to like i want to get out and like do more stuff but like the fact of like me going out and doing other things makes me want to do my work more. If that makes sense. I don't know. Like just getting out. You need like, to be going out. Yeah. Like doing stuff, not just sitting in your house all day, like on my phone, watching TikToks, and then, Oh crap. Like I got to study for a test, you know, like it, it's such a weird aspect because when you're at home, like, yeah, you have all this time to do whatever you need to do, but it's just like, you don't want to because you're just like stuck in your house. I don't know. It's a weird dynamic. And I've been like, I definitely suffered from like, staying in my house all the time and and doing the schoolwork but and the NHL players definitely have the same problem and Robin Leonard came out and talked about it because nobody else would and he's got a point and a lot of people are saying look man you're an NHL player like you don't know what it is to deal with these issues like you're a millionaire but come on like you can't you can't you can't uh what is what is the word you can't discredit him just because he plays in the NHL. Like he's, he, uh, he has bipolar one. I think he said in that interview, he's got mental health issues and he's stuck in his house. All he could do is drive to the rink, drive home. Don't see any of his teammates. When you go to hotels, you can't leave your room, order a meal to your room, stay in your room until you have a game. Like, like how messed up is that? I would literally want to shoot my brains out. And he came out and said, look, the NHL told us um, if you all get the vaccine or if a certain percentage of you on this team get the vaccine, then we'll loosen these restrictions a little bit. You guys might be able to hang out with each other. 
Um, you guys could maybe go out to some uh, restricted functions and stuff like that. And then once they ended up getting the vaccine, when a lot of the players didn't want to get the vaccine in the first place because of a number of reasons, um, they came out and said, oh, no, we're going to keep these restrictions the same. And then, like you said, the deputy commissioner, Bill Daly, came out and said that they never gave them this kind of loosened restriction list beforehand. And I think that could get lost in translation somehow because, okay, like I'm, I'm president of, of my fraternity on campus. And there's definitely things that I talk about with like my executive board that don't necessarily get done, but like it's things you talk about. So maybe, maybe Bill Daly talked to like the other NHL commissioners or, or whatever, his cabinet, I don't know, whatever the heck they call it. Um, it said, maybe we could loosen restrictions if this vaccine, if we give the vaccine to our players and stuff like that. And then maybe one of the executives like told Leonard, like, oh, we're thinking of doing this. Like if you guys get the vaccine and then he was like, oh, I'll do it. You know, it might like Bill Daly might not be wrong in saying that they never like actually set those restrictions and gave them like that list. Like, look, you guys can can do this if you guys get the vaccine. Um, but either way, I think it's it's messed up. I think that they shouldn't have forced players to get something that they didn't want to. Um, <clears throat> then again, it might be good for the, for all of them to get it, especially because they're um, around so many people. There's so many people involved in an NHL game and the NHL season. Um, but there's definitely a lot of moving cogs that literally nobody is talking about. No, I've, I haven't heard anyone talk about this. Right. Yeah. No one, no one considers the mental health aspect of it. And I, I really, I really feel for what you were saying about, you know, getting out and doing more work and stuff, uh, getting into good habits. Like before, before in March last year, I lost everything pretty much. I lost, I lost my apartment. I lost the school, the campus, my friends, and like, you know, my will to do whatever I was doing before I was in great habits. I was, you know, I was taking notes in class. I was really paying attention. And now with, with Zoom classes, it's really, really difficult. It's a lot to ask for, for college students to, you know, to focus and pay attention like that. And then to do work too, on the other hand, and, you know, have such high expectations on your exams and your projects. Like you got to consider how we feel too. I understand that the world is not, you know, functioning the same way but we're not used to it. We're not used to it. And it's the same thing with like a guy like Robin Lehner who has bipolar uh, and, and wasn't sure if he wanted the vaccine, but he did it out of respect for his teammates. He did it out of respect for his teammates. Honestly, I think you should get vaccinated because it's per, like, it's protection. It's, you know, I trust the scientists that, that, that come up with that. They spend a lot of time on it and it's very groundbreaking. It's important to, to, you know, to be healthy, but be healthy on all sides of the word, right? Not just physically healthy. I want you to, you know, walk out of the house and not want to, you know, for lack of a word of a better phrase, like kill yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I want you to enjoy living. I don't want you to, to struggle or suffer. Um, and what Robin Lehner was saying, I think he's right. I think he has a good point. And I don't know what the NHL was doing about, you know, those promises, maybe they just assumed that everyone would get vaccinated and that there would be no problems. And, and then when there was a problem with Vancouver, that's when they, they changed it because they figured, you know, 
oh, maybe this isn't working out. I don't know. That's just an assumption. I have no idea. But the NHL is a business, like you said, and they need these players to play. But they're already losing money, so can't they cut them some slack? Look, are you are you familiar with the the European Super League that was that wanted to get started in what, soccer? For soccer, I yeah. I heard about okay. it that okay. some people are backing out or something like that. Right. So I think I think that this kind of pulls some parallels to it, right? Okay. So let's see the 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 biggest clubs in the world, the soccer clubs. Um. So, you soccer is is they always like this is a thing that they say soccer is a sport not a business and they say nhl is a business nba is a business mlb is a business which it is fair and they have a lot of leagues like the champions league i don't know if you're familiar where every single year they take depending on which league you're in they take a certain amount of top teams from that league and put them in this one champions league and they fight to see who's the best team in the world. Right. Right, And I like how they do that. Right. It's a competitive environment. It's a competitive environment where any team has the ability to make champions league and win champions league. Right. Because in the premier league, which is the English league, they'll take the top four spots, make champions league. Right. Then in the, the, the Paris league, uh, not the Paris league, the French league, They'll take the top two teams and put them in the Champions League, right? And any team can win that champ, can win um, that French league or get in the top two spots. And they do this from all the leagues in the world. But now they were proposing, in, instead of in, in conjunction with the Champions League, they're going to create this Super League, where it's the t- like the 12 richest teams in the world. So the top six English teams that have big money, the two European, the two Spanish teams that have big money, Barcelona and Real Madrid. Uh, and Atletico Madrid and some other big, big level teams that we're going to take all these teams and put them in one league and they're going to play on weekends and it's going to be the best league in the world because we're going to have the best players and the most money in these leagues. And the reason they started this is because they lost so much money last season because of the shutdown. They lost over, I think, $400 million. Oh my goodness. So, So all these guys are looking for new ways to, to make money, but, they're not taking into consideration a lot of other factors. Like you're shutting out teams that, that won't get the ability to come play. And then they're also going to be destroying other leagues because those six English, those six premier league teams would have to focus all their energy on that super league instead of their actual league. And then their actual league would get destroyed. And then UEFA came out and said, if you participate in the Super League, we're banning you from all other from all other leagues. You can't play in the Champions League. You can't play in the Brit- British Premier League. Your players can't play in the World Cup. Like, all these things. So, there was a whole big uproar. And I think a lot of these things come because of the loss of money. And I think this is, this is where this is coming from. The NHL is prioritizing their money over their players' health. Um, and I think that's true. I mean... It, Look, I'm not trying to be a whiner. I'm not trying to be someone that complains about everything because I'm literally not that person at all. Mm-hmm. But I, I feel for Leonard, and I because because we've been through the same thing at, at a different level, you know, like with with college. And look, I know I understand. Like times change. Like get with the times. Fair, I understand. But like, there has to be some sort of slack given because nobody's used to this, and I think we deserve a certain certain leeway in this position, I think. And I don't think it's fair for the NHL to be doing that to their players. Yeah, you can't reasonably reasonably expect us to 
just adjust to whatever the world is today and now anyway like just just like that just like at the snap of a finger you can't do that because the world was the way it was for centuries many years many years and i mean i i think if the the nhl is obviously they obviously want the world to return back to normal so that they don't have to pull this crap if, if, if you get what I mean, like they want things to be normal so that they can make money the way that they were making before and the way that they're supposed to, instead of, you know, rigging the system, not rigging the system, but like setting up this, this, these weird schedules and having these weird divisions and stuff. And the fact that there's no Eastern conference versus Western conference, like you could have the Maple Leafs play the capitals in the finals or something like that. You know, they want things to return to normal. Uh, and it's out of their control. It's out of any anyone's control. And that was that's one of the biggest things, like that. How I was feeling too. How we we feel as as students. Like we we were in getting into good habits, and then all of a sudden, those good habits stop for something that's completely out of con- our, our control. Like we we had no control over. It. We did everything. We we weren't people that like, that like went out without masks or whatever. No, we took it very seriously, and. It, you know, it, it sucks that the, the way that this whole thing has evolved, and I feel bad for all the people that have lost their lives due to the disease. I just, I wish, I just really wish the world was, you know, a normal place, but I, sadly, it's just not. Yeah, and yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And we're not trying to downplay the the effects of COVID either. I mean, but I think there needs to be some sort of either. I don't. I really don't know any sort of solution you could come up with but um i think it, it needs to be looked at i don't know what they can do in terms of giving players days off or, or letting them kind of hang out with their teammates more or something along those lines because he also brought up even in the bubble where they were able to hang out with their teammates like that was dis- the uh there was discrepancies in how they were treated in in both of the different bubbles the one in Toronto and one in Edmonton, like you saw players in Toronto going out kayaking, like he said, doing all this stuff. And in Edmonton, they were hard lockdown, couldn't do anything. So I think there just needs to be a kind of standard way they treat these players that needs to be thought about with the NHL and the NHLPA where both parties can be happy. Um, players are already taking a salary cut this year. So, I mean, the players definitely want to be playing. So you should do a little bit for the players as well, I think. Um, so, yeah, I think it's just frustrating for players to, to just know that they're not being prioritized. And when the players feel like they're not being prioritized, it creates an atmosphere where the players don't want to play for your league anymore, you know. But I think that even Robin Leonard, he was very um, <clears throat> appreciative of everything that the NHL has done. He said he loves the league, obviously. It's given him so many opportunities like it has to every player in the NHL. Um, so they obviously respect what they've been doing. And I think he brought, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't say this to kind of like, like he said, he actually said this too. He was like, I didn't say this to destroy the NHL. I didn't say this to, to dismantle the society that I'm in right now, but I just wanted, I wanted to say this so that we can make it better because I love the NHL and I want it to be successful for years to come. So that's the only reason he's saying it which I think is admirable of him to say, um, because you could see a lot of times here people criticizing like 
like the country they live in or something like that just uh, I don't know I don't know what I'm saying but um I think a lot of people come from a, a position of hate so I, I appreciate that he was like I just want to make it better I don't want to sit here and crap on everyone and say oh you're doing this wrong you're doing this wrong you're doing this wrong instead I want to work with you and find a way to help both me and you because he understands that there's two parties involved here right I I this is going to be like the final thing I, I'm going to add I gonna suggest I'm sure he Robin Lane already knows this and so does JT Miller but for everyone else that's been affected in the NHL by this I would suggest when the offseason comes surround yourself with the people that make you the happiest so your family like your wife your kids and spend as much time with them as possible and when you're ready to you know start training and stuff get out there and 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 if if it, if you're if wherever you live allows it go skate go skate and clear your head and stuff because you know you're gonna need it to 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 be free just for exercise and mental health purposes not everyone's got a rink in their backyard I understand that the nhl can't provide that um <laughs> it's it's just not possible but if you're if you're if your local rink is open like go skate there because you need to clear your head you need to be in in you need to have positivity flowing through you in a time like this and locking yourself away is certainly not the way to cure yourself of, of mental health and for what robin laner is saying he was very brave for his comments like you said um and the fact that he said he wanted to make it better, that he's not ripping it apart, that he he agrees with a lot of the things that they've done, it makes it genuine. This is why I believe there's a lot of people on, on Twitter that said, no, he can't be for real. Like, th- this is a joke because Bill Daly said that he, that this is a lie, that this wasn't true, that they never promised him anything. But why would he go up there and say something? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, he definitely took time and, and talked to a lot of people about it before he came out and said something. I think there was, like he said, a lot of players voiced their opinions to him as well um, about the bubble and the current situation. So, yeah, I think he didn't come out, like, without any information. So, I don't know. I don't think he was lying about the situation. I don't necessarily think Bill Daly's lying about the situation either. Um, I think it might have just been lost in translation a little bit. But, um, yeah, it's a tough situation to be put in. Um, but, like, realistically, to be honest with you, I don't see anything changing. <laughs> with, yeah. all this, with all this being said, I really don't see anything changing. But, um, yeah. In other news, though, Zach Jones is playing tonight. Yes, Zach Jones. On a, on a very, very much lighter note, Zach <laughs> Jones is making his NHL debut tonight. I wonder what number he's going to wear because 51, the number he typically wears was worn by Reuninen. And he had said something about, you know, not wanting to take that number out of respect for him, which I really love. Um, I think on his, on his, uh, on his sweater today, I saw a six on it. So I think he might be wearing six. Six. Wade Redden's old number. It's a solid, solid number for a defenseman. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Uh, I, I, Wish him luck. I hope he does extremely well tonight. I hope he blows us out of the water, Kyriakos, because Anthony Pettino was just standing around. <laughs> and I mean, I love Pettino. I think I think he was a, he's a solid like depth defenseman, good replacement. 
But I mean, I don't know why Hayek was not in against the Islanders. Uh, yeah, me I, neither. The lineup you won four straight against the Devils. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I understand that, but you know, Vitetto was like on the ice for a few goals against the Devils. <laughs> so that you could probably change. I don't know, but all the best to Zach Jones. We hope he scores a hat trick tonight. <laughs> First goal for you know what? Step on esque. What very step on esque? Yes, yes. Remember that. <laughs> That's a throwback. All right, so let's go Rangers. Let's beat the Flyers tonight and, you know, uh, have no expectations, Rangers fans, because then you won't be disappointed. Just hope they win against the, the – Truly said from someone with a broken heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's me, always with a broken heart. Anyways, take care, everyone. Have a nice weekend. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Stay tuned for more New York Rangers info by visiting boysandblue94.com and our Instagram at theboysandblue94. See you all next time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.